Welcome to Great Commission Conversations, a program where we engage in conversation with Bible-believing Christian workers who are serious about getting the gospel around the world. I'm Lee Cadenhead, missionary to Zimbabwe, Africa, sent out of Cornerstone Baptist Church in Carthage, Tennessee, and your host for this Great Commission Conversation. When it comes to church planting and local church multiplication and reproduction, one of the most fruitful fields that I know of in terms of recent missions history is found across our southern border in the country of Mexico. Because of its proximity to the U.S., basically representing our continental Samaria, if you would, a lot of labors and resources have been poured into this field and many Mexican missionaries have engaged in this great work in cooperation with American missionaries and churches. While some of that interaction and cooperation has been limited in recent years owing to the violence associated with the drug cartels, the work of church planting has continued. For years, I've heard about the labors of missionary Sonny Fritz, Brother Fritz went home to be with the Lord a few years back, but I was in a missions conference recently with his son-in-law and fellow laborer, Ruben Murillo. I was told that if I wanted to meet a church planter, I should get to know Brother Murillo. Brother Murillo agreed to sit down with me and talk a little bit about his 45 years of church planting mission work in the country of Mexico, including the methods they've undertaken over the years to multiply local churches in an amazing way. With that introduction, here's my interview with missionary Ruben Murillo on church planting in Mexico. Brother Murillo, I've heard about the, the ministry of uh, Sonny and Beverly Fritz for many years, and um, so a lot of that has come from my friend, Brother Jim Fallour. Brother Fallour told me yesterday that when Jack Woods introduced him to the ministry in Monterey, Mexico, which is, which is where largely you've given your life and done your labor, Brother Woods said at that time that he believed it was the greatest mission work going on in the world. That is quite a statement many years ago. And that's been the place of your labor. Of course, uh, your ministry has been significantly intertwined with Brother Fritz. Uh, you married his daughter, and, and I guess that you guys were co-laborers in that work. So uh, I want to talk to you about church planting in Mexico, but I want to begin by going back and seeing if you'll tell us about how you came to know the Lord Jesus Christ and how the Lord dealt with you about going to Mexico to plant churches. Brother Lee, well, it is a blessing, first of all, to be here with you talking, you know, about the work. I think that the statement, you know, that Brother uh, Wood told to Brother Fleur, I am in agree with that. You know, Brother Sonny Fritz and his wife, they were great missionaries. Uh, I am a product of that ministry. You know, I'm talking about, I don't know, maybe... 55 years ago, you know, when Brother Fritz came to to Mexico, uh, he rented a small house, very small house, to to start the ministry. He didn't speak Spanish, uh, but uh, there was a one one man he helped to him, you know, preaching the gospel, and he started to be a missionary. And the other brother, he started like a pastor. For at that time, I remember that there was a, a very uh, there was a summer, was a hot day, hot Sunday, you know, 
and they finished the service in the morning, and three men, they took each one a guitar, and they went from that community to my community, and they were there. They they stopped in one corner. They sang one song. And they moved to another corner. And that was the way that they came to my house. You know, there was, for that time, there was my daddy, my mother, my grandmother, and I. And I remember the, they crossed the street. They came to my home, and they asked my daddy, you know, hey, sir, can you, can you give us a glass of water? My daddy, you know, told my mother, you know, give a glass of water to these men. And after they drank, you know, they drink the water, one of the men, he said, uh, sir, can you let us sing something for you? My father, he was a drunker, you know, and he loved the Mexican music. And he said, oh, yeah, sure, come on, start to sing. But he was expecting, you know, uh, cantina music, you know, Mexican music, mariachi music, you know. And they started to, to sing, you know, like uh, there's power in the blood, you know, on the Amen. cross, on the cross, yeah. you know. And man, there was something else, you know, because we never heard that. Anyway, you know, one of the men, he asked me, he said, hey, boy, what is your name? I said, Ruben. He said, uh, Ruben, do you know that Jesus loved you? And there was the first time that somebody told me that Jesus loved me. Wow. Well, they invite me to the church. Uh, I'm coming from a large family. I am the oldest of 13, nine boys and four girls. And we went to the church. And the Lord, you know, <laughs> those men, they worked so hard with me, the missionary, his wife. And but I was younger, you know. I wanna I wanna live in the world, you know. And I got a one f- foot on my on the church and one in the in the world. And anyway, there was four years after that that I got saved. Amen. Amen. You were in church that you responded to the gospel as a result of you attending the church there. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I heard the preaching, and, and really, I, I, I wasn't agreed. You know, I was lost. I need to be said. I need Jesus. You know, like my Savior, and I wasn't agreed in everything. I don't know why, but the only thing that stopped me, well, the main thing was uh, that I don't want to be baptized again. Can oh, you imagine? You know, it's, yeah. there was something crazy, but. Uh, and the other reason was that I, I love the world. You knew the Lord was going to change your life. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I knew, you know. But anyway, you know, uh, that that was the, the way that I knew about him. Sure. So how old were you at that time when you, when you were converted? I was 18. 18 years old. 18 years old. And as I understand, you you got really involved in the local church, and you participated in everything, and you were uh, you were engaged in the yeah. ministry. Well, you know, because I was before I got saved in the church, I knew, you know, uh, all around. Well, when God saved me, there was the first of October of nineteen sixty nine. 
It was a Wednesday night. I didn't have uh, a change of clothes, but that night, you know, they got a baptism. And my father-in-law, he baptized me. That same night, God called me to preach. Oh, really? Uh, I remember, you know, for at that time, my mother-in-law, she had the, the young people Sunday school class. Right. And I remember to tell to her, you know, ma'am, uh, the next Sunday, I'm going to teach new class. <laughs> and she asked me, she said, uh, really? <laughs> I said, sure, I can do that. I said, okay, try it. And I stayed teaching the Sunday school for seven years. Wow. You know, and I get involved, you know. I start a choir, you know, uh, with around maybe 20 young people. And we we sang in our church around Mexico and different conferences, revivals, you know. And I started to preach revival. They, went, they came with me. And we traveled into the States, you know, to the missions conferences. And we sang, you know, and... Yeah, I got involved, uh, sure. working in the Sunday school and preaching revivals, you know. And uh, yep. So I heard you tell at this conference that we were in a um, a very actually a funny story about how the Lord nudged you about church planting in Mexico at a meeting that you were in up here, participating in the choir and so forth. Is that is that when God dealt with you about church planting mm-hmm. and mission work? Well, you know. I I love what you know when God comes to preach I, I love it because I love to preach sure you know I love to preach but really I don't I never thought and I never want to be a pastor or okay. to be a missionary right and, and maybe the reason was because you know uh, since I met the missionary you know, I knew him very close. My family and his family, they were, from the first time, very, very close, you know. And Brother Sonny, my father-in-law, they got a, only two children, only two girls. Two girls right. And maybe they saw in me uh, the boy that they never had, uh-huh. you know. And I was very close to them. They loved me like a... Like a son. Like a son, yeah. you know. Well... I saw to him, you know, he was a hard worker, hard worker, you know, digging holes, you know, putting foundation, putting blocks, you know, working so hard. He didn't speak very well uh, Spanish. And I I remember that I asked to him, you know, one time, I told him, brother, what are you doing here, you know? If you can have your house and a good life in the States, what are you doing here, you know? And he said, uh, for at that time, I was lost when I asked that, that question. And he told me, well, Ruben, I'm here because, uh, uh, like you, there is a lot of people that they are lost, and somebody needs to preach to them. I said, yeah, brother, but you know, you work so hard, and I don't understand this. I said, he said, well, if, if I don't preach to them, uh, people, they are going to hell. I said, well, who cares, you know? Let them to go to hell, you know. Don't don't problem, you know. I was lost. But anyway, I saw to him working so hard. I saw my pastor, you know, uh, living 
uh, with a lot of limitations, you know. And I don't want to. I didn't want. I didn't want that for my for my life. Then, uh, but I love preach. <laughs> uh, you know, I I I, I love preach. I but I, I my goal to you are another thing. You know, just to have another uh, a better life for sure. me for my family. You know, and but I start to date. We start. I start dating. You know, my wife. That is my wife now. I remember that one day she told me, she said, Ruben, do you know that I always pray, you know, that God sent me a a missionary husband? Wow. I've been praying for that. I said, well, well, (laughs) wait a minute. Let me tell you this. I don't want to be a pastor. I don't want to be a missionary. (laughs) You know, you you need to try to find somebody else. It's okay (laughs) with me, you know. But uh, he said, she said, you know, she said, uh, no, it's okay. He said, I'm, yes, I'm telling you that I'm, I've been praying, you know, always. I said, yeah, I'll go ahead. Well, one time I was, we were here in Houston with Bro Yagood on a mission conference. And uh, and like I said this week, you know, man, there was a boring conference for us, you know, because uh, the young people that they were with us, you know, we didn't understand one word in English. <laughs> And we learned by memory the songs, you know. We sang, the people, they enjoy it, you know. But for us, it was so boring, you know. <laughs> anyway, one Friday, one Friday, Brother Jack called to a, a, a man, preacher, that he was for at that time in Chile. Okay. Gerald Rose. Okay. And he said, hey, Gerald, come on and translate for these boys and girls. Oh, you know, and he translate for us. Man, what what important is you know to know the language? Yes. And, and man, we were there all week, and nothing happened. Now this, the the preacher start to preach about the spiritual hunger around you, and what are you doing about? God touched my heart. You know, God called me, and, and, and I can say no. You know, and in the middle of the sermon, I came to the altar. I surrendered my life. Amen. To be a missionary. That was 1975. 1975. When there was Sunday, that was a Friday afternoon. And the next day, Saturday, we back to Mexico. And we went back to Mexico. Uh, that Sunday, Sunday night, I preached in my home church there in Mexico. And you know what I preach? I preach the spiritual hunger around you. Amen. And what are you doing about it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> and seven young boys, young men surrendered to preach. Oh, wow. Wow. And uh, some of them, they are already with the Lord. And the rest, they are still pastors there in Mexico. Amen. And, uh, yeah, this is the way that when God called me. So even before the Lord called you to to missions and church planning, you had been watching Sonny oh, Fritz do boy. the work of a missionary. Yeah. In fact, I started with him at church. Oh, okay. Yeah. Before I get married. Okay. Before I get married, you know, we were passing trucks. Uh, Brother Sonny, the missionary, lived in one side of the, of the city. And we went to, for one reason to another one, we, went, we were in the other side of the city. And... There was, it is a mountain, uh, 
for at that time there was very poor people. And we passing trucks door by door. And one of the ladies in the, one of the ladies in the house she gets saved. And some of his her family. And by the way, she uh, I'm telling you her daughter called me maybe three weeks ago. Oh, she wow. passed away. Uh, but anyway, for that time, and we were there, and she asked to us to come back to her house and to tell them more. We'll be back. I preach. And people come, you know, neighborhoods, they, they come, the neighbors. And, and then we asked for a place because they had a very small house, and there was more people, you know. And in the back of his house, her house, they got a lot of chickens. And and I said, hey, we can use that. <laughs> and she said, it's full of chicken, brother. A chicken I house. Said, yeah, I said, yeah, chicken house. I said, yeah, we can do it. And then my father-in-law and I, my father-in-law and I, we put, you know, the chickens outside and we clean, we invite people, People come and we start the church there, you know. How about that? And it was a just a young preacher. It was a young preacher before to be a missionary. And we started that church. Well, the people start to come. And the place grow. We bought a piece of property, and we built a a, a church with a tent roof. But it was a church. Sure. And one of the boys, well, a couple, that they were in my Sunday school class, God called him the time when I preached. And uh, one of the times that I preached, and when the church started to grow, uh, we need to baptize so, and to do something else, you know, I, I told my father-in-law, brother, I, I think that it's time to, for, to me to move out, you know, and, sure. and the church needs a pastor. And re I remember that my father-in-law, the missionary, said, well, what about you? I said, no, sir, I I'm sorry. You know, I love to preach. I'm ready to help, but I'm not a pastor. And brother uh, Juan is his name. He came to be the pastor in that church. Then they later they bought another piece of property bigger. They built a, a great church building, you know, and it's still there. Amen. You know, but I, I just helped to them before I got a missionary. <laughs> wow, wow. Before I was a missionary. Well, those uh, your efforts to, to plant churches, I mean, that was even before you got your missionary call. But God multiplied your efforts over the years. You you were able to be a part. Forty four years is that how long you've been in this? Forty five years. years in June in last June we wow. Got a, and God has allowed you to be a part of many church plants over those forty five years. Well, Lord has been so good. You know, He gave us a good people. You know, to sure. uh, to work together. And but uh, uh yeah, I was. God called me in 1975. 1976, my wife and I, we got married. In 1977, we established our first church, 
Calvary Baptist Temple in the city of Monterey. Well, uh, people ask me, you know, sometimes, how many churches are you started? Sure. I told them that just one. Oh. And they said, why? I said, well, because I, I choose the place for the first one. You know, there was no pastor. And then I, I prayed for the place, and God gave me this place. There was a city dump. Oh, wow. And I bought it, you know, and God supplying a man. And a, there was from the Lord, you know, because I remember that time when I make a deal. I went to downtown. I saw in the newspaper that somebody was selling properties, and I went to see him. The guy, he took me to the to the place. I fell in love with the place, the, the people around. I said, yeah, this is the place. Which was at that time a city dump? There was a city dump. Yeah. There was a city dump. I saw the city <laughs> dump, you know, and I said, yeah, this is the place where the Lord wants that I established the first church. We back. He took me to his office, and he said, well, we need to sign the papers. I said, yeah, sure. He said, well, you need to give a down payment. And I said, well, uh, um, I didn't have money. <laughs> and I told him, well, listen, uh, I forgot the money uh, on my checkbook, you know, in the, at the house. Um, and he said, well, well, what about tomorrow? I said, yeah, tomorrow is no problem. <laughs> well, I, I walk little walk from downtown to the other part of the city because I didn't have for the I didn't have the twenty five cents, you know, for the bus, city bus. Oh, wow. Anyway. But that night God provide. You know, there was a man from Arkansas, friend and of the missionary. We were there, you know, he was there and he asked me, he said, hey, Ruben, Brother Sonny, he said that you are going to, that God called you to be a missionary. I said, yeah. He said, uh, when are you going to start? I said, soon, brother, soon. He said, well, good, good. Well, before he leaves, well, uh, uh, he leaves, we say hello, we say bye. And they stood, you know, on his truck outside and I said, I don't know. I, I asked myself, I don't know. I asked to the missionary, Brother Fritz, Brother Lander, he's outside. He's still on his truck. Maybe he forgot something. Or, you know. He said, yeah, hey, it's okay, Ruben. Well, he came back and he said, you know what, Ruben? You are going to start work. You are going to need this. And he gave me $1,000. Amen. <laughs> Next day, I that got... That was your down payment. Yeah, you're right. You know, I got up for a down payment. I got up for a... For to put some in the bank to start the work, you know, eh, because for at that time, you know, a thousand dollars, they were a lot of money, you know. Anyway, then immediately, Brother Wood, he came, you know, for at that time, and I showed him the place, and he prayed right there in the middle of the trash, you know, that, you know and the Lord blessed, you know, and the man, the man that he's the pastor, Brother Lucas, I remember, we, well, we put the foundation, we put the walls, we put the, the tent roof, 
And we were just maybe for uh, three weeks before to have the, the first service. And I said, Lord, what, I, what I'm going to do? You didn't call me to be a pastor. You called me to be a missionary. Who is, who is the man that you are going to send to start the church with me, you know? And Lucas is his name. He came to me one Monday morning early. He said, hey, Ruben, he was in my Sunday school class, him and his wife. And he said, uh, uh, I heard that you are going to be a missionary. I said, yeah. He said, do you already have a pastor for that church? I said, nope. He said, I'm going to be the pastor in that church. <laughs> I said, really? He said, yeah. I said, well, listen, I love you, but I, I, I don't think so that God called you for to be a pastor <laughs> because I don't remember, you know, that to see you surrender to his Lord, to the Lord. He said, oh, yeah, God called me. I've been fighting with him. But I, God called me. I said, when? He said, well, when, when you preach. And the rest of the boys, they surrender. Wow. God called me to. I said, well, I didn't saw you, you know, at the altar. I said, yeah, because I told you. I've been fighting with the Lord. <laughs> but God called me. And I'm going to be the pastor in that church. I said, okay. Yeah, sure. And he has been the pastor for the last 45 years. Wow. There that Praise church. the Lord. Yeah. Is that, it, is that how you went about many of those church plants, as you would work with a man that you were going to install as the pastor? Well, uh, this is the reason because I told you, you know, that I, when people ask me, you know, how many churches you start? Right. I said only one because I choose the place, you know, the community, the colony, the, the people, the area. And we established that church. People start to come. And God saved to them. God called men to preach from that church. We trained them. Later, God, God called them to preach. And they come to me, you know, for at least for the last, for the next four churches that we established. They came to me, Brother Ruben. God called me to start a church. And, uh, I talked with a pastor, and he said that I need to talk to you. And I said, well, let me talk with the pastor. I talked with the pastor, and Brother Lucas said, yeah, he's a good man. He has been here for three years, and he's one of the men that we train in, and all this. He's a good. And I talked with him, his wife, and asked, where do you want to start a church? And they said, well, in that city or in that place, or like, why? You know, and, and I talk to them, you know, for for weeks. And when I feel that it's from the Lord, I say, okay, let's go to see this place. We go, we give drugs, you know. And I let that the Lord work on him, you know, and he said, yeah, sure, brother, this is the place. The Lord told me again, this is the place. Okay. I rent a house for him. I moved him, you know, to the new house. I rent another house for to have a, a, a meetings. I support him from my personal support. I support him, like, a, for example, if, if he's working in a factory 
and he make, uh, I can say, I don't know, a hundred dollar a week. I I told him, okay, listen, I, I'm gonna help you with with fifty or sixty dollar a week, and you have to work for the other forty. <laughs> and we start, and I I I help you to start the church, and then we start to have services, you know, and from the from the first service, I told the people that he's a pastor. Amen. And I am the missionary. That avoids some of the difficulties involved in trying to turn a work over, mm-hmm. going from a missionary pastor yeah. to a permanent pastor. Yeah. You, I guess you, you skip some of those complications. Yeah, yeah. because I, since the first service, right. the people, they know that that church have a pastor. That's how you've done each of those church Each plans? one, each one. Each one. And Amen. I told the preacher because the preacher, the pastor, is a new preacher, you know. He don't know many things. And I give books, and I start to work with him. Sure. I got a very close fellowship. Sure. And and I always told them, you, you don't work for me. I don't work for you. Right. We work together for the Lord. Amen. And this is like a marriage. If you do your work, I do my work, you know, everything is going to be great. And I told them, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to be behind the curtains. Amen. Behind the curtain. I'm going to be there just to help you. If you need something, let me know. If, for example, if, when they start a church and a couple or somebody come with a problem and you don't know how to answer to them, tell them, well, brother, let me let me pray about and we talk tomorrow. And pray and come with me and we see the problem. Amen. And the next day you had a meeting with him and said, you know what? You need to do this, this, and this. But don't tell them that a missionary said. Right. Just tell them, you know. And and every time that you help to them, their confidence on you is going to grow. Sure. You know, don't tell that a missionary, you know, it's it, it, you. Because the goal is that they look to you like a pastor. You know. Sure. No... They need to call to you to to follow you, not to follow me. To follow you. So that so that missionary labor is facilitating church planning, helping yeah. get the building up, doing evangelism, yeah. but also your role has been in a sense pastoring the pastor. Yeah. And helping to encourage him to do the work. Yeah. Uh, I I uh, kidding, you know, uh, uh, with one of my friends that he's a pastor, good friend, and sometimes, you know, I give advice to him, and he says, well, Ruben, you say that because you are not pastor, you know? <laughs> and I tell him, well, you're right. I'm not I'm not a pastor. I'm not pastoring chips. Uh, uh, I don't pastor in members. I'm pastoring pastors. Right, right. And it, mo- it is more, more hard. <laughs> the pastor in pastor, you know. Pastors aren't always good yeah. sheep, are they? <laughs> yeah, you're right, sheep, you know. And uh, anyway, 
But uh, yeah, this is my uh, that we that we do in dinner when the congregation start to grow, and, and we immediately we are looking for a piece of property and sure. a community, and I try to help to them to buy that piece of property because it's a big deal, you right. know. Getting started. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I this is this is my work like a missionary yeah. to provide, to help to them a piece of property. And then after that, to try to help to them to put the foundations because it's another big deal, you know, because cost a lot. Right. And then uh, the roof, that is another thing that costs a lot, the, the roof of the building, you know. The rest of that things, you know, they can do little by little, you know. Sure. They can do And, and they need to. They oh, need yeah. to. Oh, they yeah. They get involved. involved. They get involved. They work. Right. Uh, we never pay somebody to do the work. No, we work. Right. You know, the people in the church, they work. Men right. and ladies, everybody, the yeah, kids. Yeah, you they, want those people oh, yeah. to own yeah, the work. Yeah, You want yeah. them to have an investment yeah. in it. They work, you know. Yeah. You know, if today... I got or somebody come to me and say, "Bro, when I'm gonna give you the money to build a church, complete?" I said, "I'm sorry, right? I don't believe that. That would hurt the church. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, because you it know, would yeah. have a sense of dependency. Yeah, and I said, I, I will say no. I'm sorry, you know, no, you know, because uh, I I will like that people get involved. Amen." Get involved, you know. For example, we we are going to build the walls, and I said we need a uh, three thousand blocks. I told them, okay, I'm going to put two thousand blocks, and you are going to put a thousand blocks. Sometimes they say, uh, brother Ruben, it's going to take maybe six months. I told them, hey, listen, if you want to take six years, <laughs> it's no problem with me. Right, you know, it, it's gonna be your church. It's not my church, you sure. know. And you know what? And three, four weeks, they got the the, the blogs, you know. They were motivated. Oh yeah, yeah. they motivated, you know. And and everything that we do, you know, I put my part. Sure, you know. Uh, so one of the things it seems like, uh, given the um, the proximity of of Monterey and that surrounding area to the U.S. Um, and you mentioned Brother Wood, for instance, actually yeah. setting foot on that on that city dump yeah. and, and seeing the burden and Shady Acres back then getting involved in securing that property. So you have on a on a pretty regular basis over the years, you've seen groups from the states come down on short term mission trips, see the work, uh, contribute as oh, they yeah. can. Sure. You know, from the last years, I don't know, maybe 10 years, you know, the groups from the states stopped to come. It wasn't uh, safe for a while. Oh, yeah, there, yeah. Right? you're right. Because uh, right now, Mexico is under a lot of pressure, you know, with the right. cartels, you know. Right. Uh, for at that time, for years, uh, groups, they come to, to Mexico. And some of them, for example, some of them, they, uh, no big groups, you know, like uh, two, three pastors, you know. But anyway, they they come to Mexico, and some of them they they came to preach for Brother Sonny, my father-in-law, and maybe and and other ones they come to preach for me, because even that we are family, we work separate. Sure. Okay. But anyway, when they come, for example, to Brother Fritz, 
you know, he show around the different works, you know, different works. When they come, when they came to me, I show, you know, the different works. No, not just the work that I building, but the different works. We never told them, you know, to somebody, uh, brother, I would like that you help me to to build this. You know, there wasn't a request, no. but no. very often these yeah. men saw oh, what yeah. was going on and got the yeah. burden. We always let, you know. We always, if like if you came to preach, and we show you uh, fifteen churches, you know, you saw the need, sure, and you maybe you saw, you know, the need that this church need a roof, right, and we let that the Lord speak to you, yeah, not me, the Lord speak to you, and you said, brother Ruben, how much? Or maybe Brother Sonny, how much you need for to put the roof? Or Antonio, he's my brother-in-law. Or, um, or Junior, my son, that he's a missionary too. You know, there is a different churches. But we always let that the people speak to the people, that, that God speak to the people. Yeah. And they get involved, and they were a blessing, you know. Oh, sure. They were a, to, to somebody. Amen. To somebody. Yeah. And... But uh, that was the reason. Be, that was one of the ways that that we met some preachers. Sure. And as these churches are established and people are being saved and they're being discipled in the context of those local churches, now you have uh, new young men that are called to ministry. Yeah. And and I guess that's how that that's how it uh, that's how it multiplies over the last forty five years. Boy. Dozens and dozens and dozens of churches established. As, as local churches basically reproduce, as oh, yeah, God calls yeah. new men yeah. and and new uh, pastors go forth and and labor with you to establish new churches. Yeah, like I told you, you know, Lord has been so good, brother. You know, He gave us a lot of good men. You know, and th- that's the key. That's you the know key. because a pastor without sheep right. is not a pastor. Okay, a missionary yeah. without a good man. Yeah, and a, and a building without a leader. Yeah. is not a church. It's not a church, you right. know. And a, and and uh, through the years, the Lord has given to us good men. Uh, men that they were safe under our ministry. Men that that we married them. Yeah, you know, when we were there, when God called them to preach, right? And they are like a sons. Sure, it, it is a family, you know. Sometimes in the mission field, I heard a good friends of mine that they had a problem with pastors, and I always said, "Well, it's because they are not your kids," <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, my son is forty-three years old, you know. And I, I'm pretty sure that sometimes he has, well, I, I, I'm pretty sure, you know, he he's different than me. Sure. You know, but uh, but he's my son. I love him, he loved me. Sure. You know, all the preachers in the mission field that we have, we are family, you know, they are different. You know, each one is different. You know, uh, we have this, for example, this church that 
they say amen and raise a hand. And we have the other church that don't say amen, <laughs> sure. you know. It's okay. It's okay, you know. Yeah. We have this church that that have a quartet, and we have the other church that have a rondaya, a rondaya with uh, 20 people singing, you know. Okay. The other one have a choir. Uh, this this church have a services in the middle of the week, one Wednesday, the other in t- on Thursday. They are different. The idea is not to <laughs> produce a cookie-cutter no, pattern. no. no. But uh, let men be men and, yeah. and let God use their personality. I'm not a pastor. He's a pastor, you know. It. Amen. And so God put this uh, in in Monterey, in that area, God put this team together beginning with Brother Sonny, yeah. yourself. You mentioned Antonio, your Antonio, son, Junior. Roberto, Junior. So so over the years, 45 years, and looking back on, on even more than that with Brother Fritz's efforts in that region— how many how many local churches do you think God established in this region through through the labors of Brother Fritz and 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 yourself and other related missionaries in that work? I really I don't know exactly because Brother Fritz, you know, he established 34, 35 churches. We established twenty six. We started. We are working a new one. And junior, my boy, he had a studies four, six, and four or five, six in Mexico, and seven in Cuba. Oh, wow. Antonio, another one. Roberto, another one. Then, for my, our ministry, for yes, for our ministry, we got a, three missionaries that they came from, from my ministry. You know, so that's more multiplication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These men they are they, are, they are working planting. their their own churches. You know, they right. establish their own churches. We are family. For example, two weeks ago, one of the missionaries he moved from Monterey to another part of the to Mexico, and he he used my truck and my trailer and everything to move there. You know, and we help to move to that place. Even that he's going to start his own church, own church, you know. Sure. But they came from us, you know, and and then, yeah, we have three missionaries that already established churches. Brother Fritz and I, we were with the Bible Institute for twenty-five years. We got an institute, Bible Institute. We right now is close by the COVID, you know, and we, I don't know what we are going to do. But anyway, we established that Bible Institute in 1984, and, man, we got a lot of students, you know. They graduate. When they they come, many of them, they, they came from churches that we didn't establish. Okay. Okay? From different places in Mexico because they knew to us, and they sent to them our Bible Institute. When they graduate, we send them back to their home churches. Amen. Okay? And they start a work, you know, and they establish churches. Out of their own home church. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't say, I never said, and I never talk about those churches because I, I didn't, I didn't establish those churches. You understand? Right, right. Uh, If you see my my display, 
those churches they are not there you know you i how many i don't know and now i always teach the churches to have a missions i call missions about for example in this church we have for example six preachers that god called them to preach they don't know what they are going to do what they are going to do but they know that god or god is working with them sure and i told the pastors i teach the pastor listen when the people come to the church they want to hear the pastor preaching yeah okay sure. not to the young preacher <laughs> they want to hear the pastor preaching and i understand that the young preacher they want to preach they need an opportunity they need an opportunity sure. okay once in a while give an opportunity to them like on wednesday sure. something like that you know but i told them but try to find a place for them amen And that helps to advance the work as well. Yeah, and not don't, just an opportunity like a, for take this man and his wife, and they can go to the next community. Because in that community, we have a family there. Let that they preach in the house of that family, like a church. They got a service or two services in the in the weekend. And, and some of these places they are going to come to be a church. If we have, for example, six, if you have six, you bring the people to the church on Sunday. Sure. And maybe one of the six or two of the six, they are going to come to be a church. Right. Maybe 10 years from now. Yeah, they say we, we need this in our community. You're We've right. already got a preacher. You're right. You, yeah. you never know. Sure. Okay. There are s several of those missions that I even be there, that I need to be there because we have several. Every, every church have these have three, these have <laughs> five, these have eight places, yeah. you know, around. And they always say, Brother Ruben, when are you going to come to preach for us? One of these days. <laughs> there, is, there is a lot of You know, how many of them they are going to come to be a church? I don't know. Sure. But some will. How many of these six men they are going to come to be a pastor? I don't know. But some will. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But I, I know that, that the Lord is doing something. Sure. And again, the Lord gave us a... We are a big family, bro. <laughs> big family. We, we, we're a big family, you know. And... Uh, The Lord is used in a great way to the people that we have there. Well, Brother Mario, I appreciate you, uh, your labors there in that field for many years and how the Lord's used you and, and your co-labors. It's, uh, it's the work of God. And, and as we reflect on it, there's no way it could have been done without the Lord. And yeah. uh, praise the, the Lord for that. I appreciate you sitting down with me and, and telling you. me about the about the work. It was a blessing. Thank you, my brother Lee. Amen. God bless you. Pray for us. Yes, sir. That concludes this Great Commission conversation. I certainly hope that it's been a blessing to you and provoked you to think about church planting methods and to pray for the ongoing labors of our brethren in Mexico. 
If you're new to the podcast, you can subscribe to this program on a variety of different podcasting platforms and apps. And if it's been a blessing to you, please feel free to invite others to tune in and or rate and review the program wherever you may be listening. I always welcome your feedback. You can contact me, Brother Lee, by email at greatcommissionconversations at gmail.com. Until next time, let's do what we can to preach the gospel in the regions beyond.